0: And welcome back to the Binge Eating Dietitian Podcast. My name is Joe. I am a registered dietitian and a certified intuitive eating counsellor, and I am here to smash the taboo of binge eating. Thank you for joining me for my first new episode of the new year. Last week, I posted a repost of an old episode because honestly, between me and you, I felt pretty deflated at the beginning of the year. And I'm still feeling a little bit like that now. This is the time of year when we are all flooded with ads and promotions and chats about the next diet, about how this year is going to be different, about all the changes that you want to make to get to a better place, to lose weight, to be healthier, to be better. And truly, I do find it really overwhelming because it seems like the whole world is embarking on a diet right now. And I'm just here sitting in my little corner of Boston trying my very, very hardest to speak up for the anti-diet approach The approach that doesn't promote that you always have to follow a plan, that you are always having to start something new, that you're always needing to be improved. Even though there are more of us now talking about anti-diet and promoting stepping away from dieting, stepping out of diet culture and learning how to eat based on your own innate signals and cues and your own ability to sense hunger and fullness and satisfaction and satiety, even though there are more of us talking about it now, it does sometimes feel like I'm all by myself in doing this shouting and screaming no please don't embark on another diet please don't download that app please don't start tracking your calories and your macros you don't have to do this you don't have to live in a realm of disordered eating anymore you don't have to spend your entire day your entire week constantly thinking about food about what you've already eaten about what you're going to eat next so yeah a little bit deflated at the beginning of the year. But then I ground myself and I remind myself that, Joe, with your podcast, you are helping so many people. You are giving people, especially people who struggle with binge eating or other disordered eating behaviors, you're giving them hope that there is another option. For every minute that you listen to my podcast, that's one less minute that you are spending entrenched in diet culture and that can only be a good thing. So before I get into today's episode, when I'm going to be talking about some of the very common struggles that people with binge eating face in the month of January, I want to just have a little one-on-one chat with you. I make this podcast for you. It is all about helping you to take steps towards finding freedom from binge eating, stepping away from disordered eating behaviors and reconnecting with eating on your terms. So I need your help with that. If there are any topics that you would like me to bring up on the podcast, or if you are enjoying the podcast and you would like to let me know, please do drop me a line. I haven't said this in a while on the podcast. I think I've just been busy with other things going on in my life. But I would really, really appreciate your feedback on these episodes. So please do drop me a line anytime, day or night, joe at anti and I will read your message. I'll take on board your advice or your recommendations for future topics and I will reply to you as soon as I can. That's joe at anti and I can't wait to hear from you. Okay, moving on, let's get into some of the common struggles that people with binge eating face in the month of January. I'm outlining these to, well, my hope is that it will make you feel a little bit less alone. Remember what I said, when you're struggling with binge eating, it feels like you are the only one in the world who is going through what you are, and that is simply not true. So the purpose of this episode is just to normalize what you're experiencing this month, The first common struggle of people who binge eat in the month of January is the WhatsApp groups. The WhatsApp groups with your family members and your friends who are constantly talking about their diet. You know what I'm talking about? The family members and the friends who are putting in WhatsApp groups the jokes about how much weight they need to lose and maybe posting their progress on their latest diet day three of my shake diet and I've already lost X number of pounds. The thing is, you and me both know that that individual is just congratulating themselves for losing water weight and it is a completely natural fluctuation when you drastically change your diet. This does not mean long-lasting weight loss. It does not mean that this individual is going to maintain their weight loss for very long. And it doesn't mean that they are going to be successful in their endeavor to lose weight with a shake diet. WhatsApp groups are a common struggle when you are up against binge eating because it can be pretty tempting to want to diet too. When you see this quote-unquote progress that your family and friends are making, it can be hard not to consider it for even a second. You are doing your best to reject dieting, to reject diet culture, but when it's in your face at every single WhatsApp notification, it is really difficult to do so. So this is my prompt to you to mute those groups. Out of sight, out of mind, even though that is a pretty cliche term to use, it is the case. If you are not constantly being exposed to your family and your friends talking about their diet, you will be thinking about dieting less. Today, I ask you to mute those WhatsApp groups. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to tell them that you're doing it. Just press mute and see, does it mean that you are thinking about dieting a little bit less? The second common struggle of people who binge eat in the month of January is seeing all of the festive chocolate, the festive food on sale. This is really difficult because you and I both know that when you see the festive chocolates and the boxes of roses, the boxes of celebrations and the tins of biscuits, when you see them all on sale, that usually means that once those stocks are gone, that the shops aren't going to replace them until next year that that is the last time that you are going to see those particular festive foods until December 2022. This can spark a kind of deprivation mindset. Even though you will always be able to buy chocolate and biscuits and sweets in the shops, you won't be able to get that particular brand. So now you feel that you should stock up on them, that you should buy as many as you can, and you should take them home and eat them all at once. And then at least you'll have had them one last time before they disappear from the shelves. When I hear about this common January struggle, I always ask my clients to dig a little bit deeper. Is the problem that you can't resist a bargain and that you feel that you have to have these chocolates one last time before December 2022? Or is it possible, and I'm not saying this is always the case, but is it possible that you have the mindset that you're going to buy all this festive goodies, um, chocolate, sweets, biscuits, et cetera, and you're going to go home and binge on them? Not because you can't have them until they appear on the shelves at the end of the year again, but because on some level you are saying to yourself that you want this to be the last time you have any chocolate, sweets, crisps, biscuits, etc., for the rest of the year. You want this last festive binge to be your last binge of the year. You don't want to eat any biscuits or sweets or chocolate again. You want to start a fresh, clean slate, and you're hoping that you can proceed through the year without eating any of these foods at all. I ask you to take a second to think about that. Are you subconsciously saying to yourself that I'm going to eat all these festive foods now, I'm going to buy the bargains and eat them as quick as I can, and then I'm going to cut out all chocolate and crisps and biscuits from my intake for the rest of the year. And finally, the third common struggle that people who binge eat face in the month of January is coping with the come down after the festive period. You and I both know that when you struggle with binge eating, the festive period is one of the worst times of the year. That's why I created the Bingeing Dietitian Festive Holiday Survival Guide back at the end of November. It can feel just soul destroying knowing that you're entering into a time of year where you feel that you can't refuse any food that's offered to you, where there's always delicious snacks and chocolate and cakes and cookies available and it is so hard to say no to any of it. You plead with yourself to just get through the festive period, just get through this difficult time and then it will all be okay. But then when January comes, it isn't all okay. Your struggles with food are still there and maybe even intensified after a difficult festive period. You can feel a little bit lost. You can feel like you don't know what you should do next. You no longer have a goal to work towards because your goal before was to get through the festive period and now that has passed and you don't know what is next. Those are three common struggles that people who binge eat face in the month of January. I hope that they help you to feel a little bit less alone. Remember, if you are ready to take the next step towards binge eating recovery, please check out the link in the description of this episode for my binge eating recovery program you are getting so much value packed into the binge eating recovery program from self-paced content to live zoom calls to workbook exercises. You will feel in a much better place regarding your binge eating after completing my program. I really hope to see you in there. Remember the link is in the description for this episode where you can get immediate access to the program. I am going to leave you there, but I will see you soon. Until then, take care of yourself. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice, and it does not constitute a provider patient relationship.